Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Old days, but nothing changed unless you change. What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blank, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach. Let it sink. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Through the pain. What's your plan? Is it plain? On a plane? How's your plane? What's your purpose? What's your passion? Let's go. See, I said it was 25 seconds. It was 25 seconds. <laughs> yes, You're getting yes. better. You're getting better. Yeah. yeah. That's what, you know, <laughs> get all the kinks out. But this is Plug with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors. We are glad you are here with us. We are excited the fact that you're here with us. This is an excited weekend coming up because finally they give us a little bit more. I wouldn't say they gave us a lot more, but Juneteenth is upon us, correct, Joe? Yes. This is our day. This is our week, actually. Yes, yes. It's actually our week where we need to have our independence. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to the point where we'll be able to acknowledge that and actually, you know, celebrate it. So this uh-huh. is a start, but there's a lot more that needs to be done. Yeah, or try to get rid of some of these laws or pass some bills to our way, you know, when it comes down to it, right? Absolutely. You know I mean? But this is the intro. This is where we just talk a little bit of banter. We just talk about a little bit of things. That's why it's only five minutes, because we ain't about the banter. We about, you know, real real life topics and real real life stuff. So at the end of the day, what we're going to talk about in the intros, you know, because we talk a little sports, right? You know, we're going to have a sports show one day. We're going to do a sports a sports hour one day where we go. Matter of fact, we're going to try to do it by, by the finals. Right, we we'll do the yeah, finals. Yeah, we'll, that'll we'll, be good. We could, we we'll could do that. One. We'll do the finals. We'll do one during the finals. All right. Yes, but sure. speaking of the finals, speaking of the NBA, because that's 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 what you know, people about our culture love the NBA, the NFL, and a little bit of baseball, but especially the NBA and the NFL. That's 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 where our demographic falls falls in line with. No hockey. I mean, although it's a rough sport, but I mean, we don't do no skating. You know, <laughs> and I like the Mighty Ducks as a kid. Okay, I was a big Mighty Ducks fan, so I, I watch a little hockey every once in a while. I like the you know playoff hockey is the best hockey in my opinion. Mel, Mel, my bro, what's good, man? <laughs> good to know you around. Good to know you, you in town, man. That's my guy right there. It's funny dude, man. Uh, one of the one of the dudes that go way way back. But yeah, the NBA yeah, hockey, I don't mess with, but it, it's all right. NBA injury issues, right? So now, me personally, I look at it like all this quick turnaround for the Bucks and whatnot. Yeah, shout out to the Nets. They did their thing. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Close it tonight. I, I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. I am a Nets fan. <laughs> and the only reason why you heard that bomb is because I'm not in control of that bomb. Because you would have right. never heard that bomb on my <laughs> ever. Sean. <laughs> me. You heard? But shout out to the Nets. Shout out to Atlanta for a good win. Okay. Shout out to Atlanta for a good win. Shout out to the Clippers for a clutch win without Kawhi because that's what's leading to the whole injury situation. Um, who else out there? Um, this uh, Kawhi and well, Utah. Then you got um, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix. Denver and four. Yeah, yeah, I for, that's why I forgot about the whole the whole damn series. I, they they done. they sitting around chilling, but Chris Paul with the with the with the COVID um the COVID thing and whatnot. So I mean the injuries, bro. Yo, the injuries, bro. Like, tell me, like it, that quick turnaround is hurting hurting the league, no? Well, you know what it is. Uh, LeBron made the statement about it recently. Uh, uh they didn't have enough time. For a turnaround, they didn't have you know it. It was like once the season ended last summer, they went right back into it. There wasn't enough time for them to prep to get themselves healthy. It was like the NBA was pushing for them to was good was pushing for them 
to um, to play harder and to be there. Like, you know, it's almost a sense of greed. And at that sense of greed, this time of year is when the players pace themselves because they know they got to go all the rest of the way. So we saw this year a lot of key players resting, a lot of key players taking breaks, a lot of key players getting hurt during the season because there was no quality in their health. There was no quality in their, you know, no, 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 no support for them to stay healthy. That's how I personally feel. I noticed that. Like a lot of the big players took, you know, they took their time to get healthy during the season because it was such a quick turnaround. And LeBron made that statement. There wasn't enough support when it comes to players' health. That's why a lot of key players are getting hurt. But it's not going to change any further because at the end of the day, once this season is over, they switch it in right back on the following season to try to catch yeah. up. You understand what I'm saying? So I guess they're going to have to go through this one more season with a quick turnaround just so that they can even get back into the flow of things where they end in June and then they have the two, three months off, right? So I, I think that now that LeBron made a statement about it, I think that the, the union will definitely take a look at it and see what can be done to adjust it. They may allow certain things because, you know, once he speaks, it's like, okay, we can't have our right, our, right, our, right. our leader of the, of the current day NBA right. unhappy. Right. And that's the same way with CP3, like the CP3 LeBron situation. Like you, I, I look at it, that that's that's a travesty because you're going to sit there and risk the the, um, the Phoenix Suns from losing in a, in a series by putting him on the protocol. And when LeBron was questioned about where he was in the standard third, and he went against the protocol rules, they didn't exact that. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm looking at that like, yo, you know what I mean? They ain't say nothing. So, yeah, you're right when you say when LeBron speaks, they're going to listen. So, yeah. you know what I mean, uh, Father's Day is this weekend. I'm being a father. You know, shout out to all the fathers out there. You know, the ones, the real fathers, as they say. You know what I mean? The ones that's doing the job. You know what I mean? Um, those that's trying. Those that's making an effort. You know what I mean? Salute to all of you guys. I know it's not easy because I I, 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 I I know for a fact it's not easy. So I salute anybody out there that's being a father. I'm not a father yet, but I've been a mentor. I've been a mentee. I've been a teacher and educator. All of that counts. All of that counts. Thousands of kids over my 15 years of service. So you know, I don't look. They don't look at me as their father, but I've given them father-like support. You know, so that and 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 fathers that step up. You know what I'm saying? I tell you a story. One day, um, there was a man. I was doing a show with my old job and whatnot, taking the kids to go drum. That we was, you know, do a show in Manhattan, in Midtown Manhattan. And um, after the show, we went fundraising because that's what we would do. We would go fundraising here and there. And um, after we went fundraising, we walking down the street to go pack up the van, you know, because that's what I did. I transported the kids and the, and the instruments and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. We go pack up the van. And um, a gentleman, two gentlemen come walk up on us, and it was me and one of my brothers named Legend. That was that was the um, 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 percussion instructor, and and the boys and the band, right? So they come up to us and they like, yo, y'all play, you know? They they that like, y'all play, really? Yo, okay, alright, cool, yo, yo, yo. You know what I mean? I give y'all, I give y'all two hundred dollars if y'all play one song for me right now. And we sitting there like, what you like? You know, what I mean, you know, we from Brooklyn, so we we skeptical about the whole situation. We got the right. we got we got the skeptical look. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, all right, yeah, we play for two hundred dollars. Like, you know, what I'm saying, we play a song for two hundred dollars, and you know, the whole time it was it was pointed towards a message, right? So they played the a song. We move on. We we packing up after they played the a song. And he was like, yo, that was extraordinary. Got the kids to so you know come around and so they could talk to them real quick. And as they are talking to them. Um, they explained to one of the um, to the percussion instructor how he's a leader of men, and that's something I know of him, and that's something that he grew to doing, and that's what he's doing with me now with Baller as well. You know what I mean? And then he looked to me, and he was like, "Yo, you're a father to the fatherless." You know what I mean? And at that time, it hit me like, "How do you know me, bro? Like, where that come from?" You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? Whoever you are, a father to or mentor to. I salute you no matter what it is, you know what I mean? Because you don't have to be, you know what I mean? You don't have to do nothing for nothing for anybody else's kids, you know what I mean? But once you step up to do so, that's a big thing for me, you know what I mean? 
I have a question for you. I know this is a little out of it's out of the realm what we were, you know, going to go into, but do you think that the current day father is um unheralded? Do you think that there's not a lot of value in the current day father nowadays? Um not just a topic for another day, obviously. I mean we could we could write that out so we could so we could speak on that because we don't have enough time right now because we got <laughs> section. But that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um producer, write that down. What was that question again, real quick? Do you think that the value of the father is unheralded nowadays? Is it like is it where's the value of the father? You know, okay. I, the only reason why I ask that because you know, I don't want to seem like I'm being biased here or anything, but when you look at when you look at the um, the commercials and you look at the support that we get for Father's Day, we don't really see a lot of stuff until the week of. Right. Right. You know, it's not it's not shown as much support as other holidays. We don't get the props, you know, because well, because of all the deadbeats. That may be true, but then at the same not time. A lot of there's a lot of people that are not asking for credit. They're asking for support. Like I think our role as a fa- as father figures and mentors, we're not looking for. We're right. not looking. For, we're doing it because that's what we do. Right. Priest, so Mike, the, Priest, what's up, Mike? So I just you know I say that because you know I want to look. I want to look at it from a. A, scale, a balanced scale, you know, but when you look at a, a Mother's Day or a Grandparent Day or other holidays, they get more recognition than the fatherhood. And I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's a bias against fathers, but, but I like will. I said, but like I said, obviously, that's a good topic for another day. So what we right. want to do is, since we, I know what you're, who you're paying homage to, let's tie that in real quick. Okay. We've got about a minute or so, so we can keep moving on with the show as well. <laughs> Yes, you know that's a good, that's a great topic. Yeah, that's a great topic. So let's um okay, so let's go into our paying homage. Um, since it is Father's Day weekend, I decided to pay homage to my father. My father, his name was Joseph McLaurin, aka Okay, a tip off the old block, if you will. Um, yeah. Born yeah. in 1946, a draft of the war, firstborn Harlemite, you know, I'm second of generation, obviously, grew up in the streets, um, you know, did a little jail time in his early years, in his early 20s, you know, met my moms when he was like in his 30s and, you know, had me and my brothers and, you know, he might, one of the things my father did that he didn't really like, to, he didn't talk about a lot was that he was a recovering addict. I know everybody says that I'm a chip off the old block. I look just like him, right? <laughs> so when I got to know him as I got older, he was like a big, like a big brother mentor type of thing for a lot of ARC programs and drug rehabilitation programs. He was well known in the community. And a lot of people gave him credit for their recovery because he was so strong in the recovery. He supported people that went through their problems. And even to this day, he's been he passed away about almost five years ago, about two weeks ago, two weeks will be five years. And even now, to this day, he's still thought about in meetings. And a lot. I run into a lot of his old uh, protégés and in streets and they'll be like, you pretty Joe's son. You pretty Joe's son. Your dad did a lot for me. Your dad did a lot for me. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am. So. Me not understanding that when I was younger, you know, not seeing the impact of him, you know, and, and this is not something that he asked to do. You know, this is part of his life. It's part of his, it's, it was his legacy. It's what he left behind. So right. I kind of have that for myself. You know, when I work, when I do my job, I don't do it for the glitz and glamour. I do it because it's a job and I do it because that's what I'm supposed to do. But right. I can appreciate my dad for being that man, for being that person. And, you know, like I said, his legacy will live on because he's encouraged so many people to get their lives right. And they looked at his life as an example. So kudos to my dad. I know you're looking down on me. I know you're you're proud of where I am. And uh, I hope that I have made you proud. Yo, family, family, and I'm glad I'm able to call you that in a sense where it's like, you know, uh, I mean, I don't foresee you going anywhere. Because this is actually fun, you know what I'm saying? It's actually fun, but um, I, you know, I'm piggyback off of off of your lead, and I go with the same the same paying homage to the lane that you're in, and I pay homage to my father, 
You know what I mean? Um, he was born Carlos Hibbard, and his name um, then became Amos Levy. Then it became Amos Ben Yehuda. Those are stories for another day, I guess, because we don't have a whole show to talk about this man, to be honest with you. Um, he's done so much for people from the heart. I mean, he came from Panama. He's an immigrant from Panama. Uh, he came here, $50 and a phone number. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and um, made, you know, made a life for himself and made a legacy for himself. You know what I mean? I can't get deep into everything that he's done, but the drug game was part of it as well. You know what I mean? Full disclosure. You know what I'm saying? Nothing to hide. You know what I mean? My father was in the drug game, as they would say. That's a story for another day, another yeah. show, I guess, right? You know what I mean? We highlight, we can highlight them a little bit more, right? Yeah, you know I mean, but one of his main accomplishments was in boxing because that's something that he loved from way in Panama. Because that's something you know, in that, in that, in that, in that, in that region of the world, they love boxing. Mexico, Panama, all them Hispanics down there love boxing. South, Trust South me, America, love, South America loves boxing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And they some of the toughest people there is. You know what I mean? So I know I got that toughness in me as well. You know, but um. When it came down to it, you know, what I mean, he came over here, he, you know, hustled and then he got down with the nation of Israel. You know, what I mean, so I was born and raised as an Israelite, as what you would call an Israelite. And he was one of the prominent chief men in the nation of Israel. You understand what I'm saying? And then he was also one of the one of those one of those big, big time dudes in the streets as well. Um, he had a propensity to have men, you know, follow his lead in, in, in that which is right. And even though they was in the streets dealing with drugs or whatever, they dealt with a certain integrity as well at that time as well. You know what I mean? But like I said, his biggest accomplishment was in boxing. And, yo, he taught himself, you know, nutrition and all this other stuff. Got Roberto Duran on board with what his idea was. Listen, if I, you know, Roberto Duran was supposed to have retired at the time. You know what I mean? If you know who Roberto Duran is, big-time boxer, Hall of Famer, oh, yeah. he used to oh, be yeah. scrapping with Sugar Ray and all of them. You know what I mean? If you really know boxing, you know Roberto Duran was a big name. My father, my father came and made a bet with him one day. It was like, yo, because he knew he was uh, he was he was singing uptown. He was singing uptown Harlem. So one of his friends came, one of my father's friends came and was like, listen, yo, you know, Roberto Duran over here singing these days. You know what I mean? Hall of Fame boxer singing, what the hell? You know what I mean? So my pops like, listen, all right, let me get, get me in this audience. My pops is like that. Like if you get if you get in my pops' audience, you're gonna be gravitated to what he has to say. You know what I mean? It's a, it was just it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Like you're going to love every word that come out of his mouth. You know what I mean? So he knew for a fact that he can. You know what I mean? Talk to this man and speak to speak to what he what his interests are. So Roberto Duran meets my pops my pops told him bet gave him a bet him that he could get him back in fighting shape in less than two months you know what i mean roberto duran laughed mind you he's sitting there fat sloppy and all that he said i can get you back in fighting shape in two months and if you let me do that let me manage you back into boxing and that was my father's biggest 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 like i, I say a, accomplishment aside from even having the children that he had and that we're going to continue his legacy that, you know, I mean, that has to rank right there with showing me that I can do anything because this man came as an immigrant and he was actually the manager of Roberto Duran all the way up to Roberto Duran had to fight with Sugar Ray Leonard at the Mirage in Vegas. He took me. I was I was ringside and whatnot, seen all kinds of stars. This, you know, listen, I can talk about that man and, and, the, and the accomplishments that he's had with so many, you know, different people and whatnot. And I think that, like that's a whole different day, a whole different show. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, that's a whole different time. But, yeah, man, that was one of the biggest things that I ever witnessed in my life is my father walked the Hall of Fame boxer down the room, you know, and, and for doing something that he loved to do because he self-taught himself about boxing. He self-taught himself about nutrition. He was self-taught all the way around the board, very educated man. He was one of the most wisest men that you would ever meet, you know what I mean? And the same with you. Rest in peace to him. And I salute you, my father. Okay, okay. Wow. Well, yeah, he, he has, has some yeah. badass. He has, he, got, he got some dope ass kids, though. My sister <laughs> being one of them. Alicia Matthias, you are dope. 
I feel that we're just continuing legacies of our dads. You know what I mean? We're, right. we're, we're doing what they would have done in, in, in their lifetime. You know, right. we're doing and, with, and because we don't have the same struggles and the same kind of situations where it's like, you know, the same, um, you know, um, the same obstacles that they had. You know what I mean? Things changed in the time that we've, you know, been doing this and whatnot. We're able to do this now. Like, we've got social media. Like, if we don't have social media, we're not here as plugged with Molly and Joe. You know what That's I mean? Right. But moving on, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Father's Day weekend, and it's also Juneteenth. You know what I mean? Ju- Listen, I'm telling you, Father's Day will never take over Juneteenth. I celebrate Juneteenth 10 times in the weekend. And I don't care about the Father's Day situation. Now, I guess that's why we probably do get the the low end of that 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 spectrum when it comes down to you know do fathers get that props that they deserve because we don't really care for it if you're a real father. It's like man, listen, y'all can miss me with that. Listen, long as I'm doing my job, long as my kids is fed, my kids is happy, wife's fed, my wife is happy. Listen, you know I'm good. You know what I mean. Y'all could do. Y'all could go with all the pomp and circumstance, it's, right? Yeah. It's like Chris Rock said: just give me the big piece of chicken, and we good. We call it a day. Right, you know? right. Simple, simple, <laughs> man. Most, most real, listen. Let me tell y'all honest truth: most real men is simple. Yeah. Most real men is simple, simple, simple. We don't want much. We don't need much. Trust me. All right. But listen, today history yeah. of Juneteenth. We're here in Juneteenth. Juneteenth is Saturday, right? So, July 4th, 1776, Independence Day. Joe. That was the, well, the July 4th was, as you see in my shirt, that was, it's crossed out in red because that was the Independence Day for Americans. There was a big piece of the puzzle that was missing from their independence. Slaves weren't given their independence during those times. Oh, I'm sorry. I I definitely did. We got to go backwards. Cause yes, I, I we'll get we'll get back I, to that topic. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Yeah, that I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, because I, I, I'm hype. I'm hype about Juneteenth. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm yeah. very hype about Juneteenth right now. It, Listen, y'all follow us on Instagram at Plugged MJ. Please, right. we are on all the major platforms: YouTube, right. Facebook, Instagram, Anchor FM, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Mixcloud, Google Podcasts iTunes podcast and the evening rush network.com also Pandora as well. So, and soon to be soon to be on some other platforms. I guess that's going to be a surprise or whatever. We're yes. going to surprise you with that. We're even going to talk about those platforms. Those are the big platforms, some platforms, some other platform is the big ones. That's what we're going to do. The studio setting, have the backdrops, all the feng shui. We're going to do the feng yes. shui, right? But we're going to upgrade a little bit. Listen, <laughs> Current events. That's what we're supposed to be doing, right? But the current event is Juneteenth, right? That like I wasn't all. I just no. you know our producer knows what I read. So <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday the Senate passed the bill to make Juneteenth a federal holiday, and about two hour, two or three hours ago, President Biden signed it into federal holiday. Okay. So so officially. After this week, after this, every June 19th will be considered the Juneteenth holiday. Kudos for the American government for acknowledging it, finally. I'm great with that. I appreciate that. But me personally, I feel that these are crumbs compared to what they can really do for us. But guess what? But guess what? Are we going to talk about that later? Yes, we are. Uh, See, yes, we are. Yeah, we can't we're, help we're but go into it because <laughs> it all yeah, ties see, together. So, yeah. see, see how that works? Out? Don't get on me. We're going to skip past it because it's Juneteenth. It's, it, is the, it is, yo, listen, it is finally, uh, uh, I would say, a black holiday, I guess you'd say. Like, it's something that acknowledges everything that we've been through. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? That's a symbol to, to, to what we've been through. Finally, almost like a finally, like you admit it, like somebody admit to their wrong all these years. You know what I mean? So, right. you know what I mean? We're going to speak to that. Yes, it's great that they passed the bill to make it a federal holiday. It's, it's, it, was state holi- it, was, it was a state holiday already in New York. You know what I mean? Shout out to Cuomo getting ahead of that. All right. Um, but you got slavery reparations bill being passed in New York State Assembly. What do you think about that real quick? 
Uh, I think that's another one of those things that is being acknowledged. I mean, it's only New York State that's doing it, but I think because of the times and where we are, it has to be acknowledged. Right. So at least for them making this effort, let's see how far it gets. Let's, I mean, okay. Governor Cuomo has the final say on that. So let's see if he goes to bat and signs it in. And then we'll see where it goes from there. I, from what I hear, the reparations are going to be put towards a lot of programs and not necessarily money and funding towards families, but they get a lot of community-based programs. So that's their way of giving us reparations. But let's see how it'll be, how we'll benefit from it or what it will really do for the community. Yeah, that's a to be continued for me as well. Like at the end of the day, I get it. I mean, I'm grateful that. Like I said, I'm grateful, but that's what we're going to speak to later, us being the flavor of the month. You know what I mean? Um, I think we was the flavor of the year. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, it's that short of a month. They've been using us for about a good year to get, you know, to try to get some, to get some, um, some, some empathy in a sense like, yo, listen, we, you know, show us empathy, I guess you'd say. But um, let's talk about the requirements to become NYPD. Something happened there. Well, there was an article that recently came out with the requirements for NYPD. A lot of officers um, don't live in New York City. Um, yeah, a lot of them live outside of New York City, New York State. Um, I know there's Newburgh and Middleton. That's been for decades. That's, huh? been for decades. that's been for decades. Yeah, but that's still part of it. A lot of you know, a lot of reason why the community is not known or is not shown uh important is because a lot of people don't live in the community so right. that's one of the reasons why you'll look back and say oh these police officers need to actually be here so for residency uh for residency for nypd officer you must be a united states citizen have a valid new york driver's license and live in one of the five boroughs or nassau suffolk rockland westchester putnam or orange counties within 30 days of being hired so what happens is i think a lot of officers officially live here when they first start but a lot of them move on to greater pastures as i actually i actually don't don't even think that's the case either i think a lot of people come you know what in the past i know a lot of them was come because this was the good the better job New York working in New York was the better job. So a lot of them was coming from other other places to work in our in our neighborhoods. And like you said, them not understanding, you know, who we are, what we do, how we do it, um, became a real problem in the hood in, in what we call the hood. You understand what I'm saying? And um police brutality is nothing new. It's not it's just being filmed. Like uh, I think Will Smith said or somebody, I don't know, I've seen somebody share it, but um, police brutality just getting filmed now. It's nothing new. No. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of it has to do with them not understanding who we are, not caring for who we are. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when you outsource, like, um, you know, you outsource in the police, um, why would they care about us when they go back to their neighborhoods and make sure their neighborhoods are safe? Hey, you know what I mean? It's something, yeah. like, it's something like along the lines of, uh, 51% of uniform officers, I think the number is like over 18,000, they live uh-huh. outside of the city. Mm-hmm. The rest are addressed to one of the five boroughs. So 51% of the police officers that work for the NYPD live outside of New York City. Right. Wait, I, 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 I can't say that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think we need to have a lot more that live in the city because maybe... And- they- they can see what's going on or they can see they can understand us a lot better you know and then what was a big point is that living in the city doesn't mean they're from the city because the requirement says that they move within 90 days so that means they could be from wherever and -hmm. just want to get to the city because you think about it a lot of people want to get to the city for how we live it's the city it's new york city so the opportunity some of the opportunities, some of the easier opportunities is to be a police officer, especially of that color. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. You understand what I'm saying? So as long as you're that color, they, they're looking at you like, okay, so what's up? Let's talk about it. And people are using that opportunity for better for better pay, for better pastures, for better situation. And like like um, someone said that um, not being from the city still doesn't, you know I mean? Just because you live here doesn't mean you know about here. You don't know the history of New York in a sense, you know what I mean? But 
before you know i mean i mean i that that i mean those was good like the NYPD, the new york state assemblies passed the reparations bill the senate passed a bill to make juneteenth a federal holiday those are great topics i mean we're going to bring back the juneteenth the reparations eh, you know what i mean requirements to become nypd that's we've known that for a long time those requirements was you know it's being met at a fine line but when we come back what we're going to do is we're going to extend our current event section and we're going to speak to something called the movie in the heights and it's afro latin misrepresentation misrepresentation it was spoken of recently we're going to come back and speak to it and then we're going to get into the topic of the day but right now what we're going to do is we're going to hear from our network the evening rush network looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start the evening rush network can help you with that Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. And we're back like we never left. That's right. right. Uh, it is right, basically. Um, so, in the Heights, great, you know, great movie. I'm hearing. I didn't see it yet. I am. I'm going to take a look at it or what have you. But um, I'm getting word that there's no Afro Latino representation throughout the uh, movie. Um, also, not to mention, we're sponsored by Baller. Sorry, Big Appalachian Academy for the Arts. Um, there's a lot of things going on with Baller coming up. Um, we're doing a Juneteenth show, so we're going to speak to that a little bit later on. But let's go back to In the Heights, Afro-Latino misrepresentation. Well, what they're saying in regards to the Afro-Latino misrepresentation is that we know that most Afro-Latinos are dark-skinned. And just like in Hollywood, there's no representation of that. And the movie shows more... Puerto Ricans or Dominicans and the light skin, fair skin. And we've seen this at one point in time. We've seen these things happen before. Whenever there's movies about African Americans, they're always sugarcoated or they're always whitewashed. I mean, I can remember hearing the story about how they wanted Meryl Streep to play Harriet Tubman. This was a Hollywood executive that wanted this to happen. This is not a this is no cap, no BS. And Hollywood executive said something along the terms of Meryl Streep being played, uh, wanting to play Harriet Tubman. And people wouldn't remember or wouldn't know what Harriet Tubman looked like so we can get away with it. And it's like, really? So we've seen this, you know, when, we, when they talk about the African gods and Egyptians, they're always light skin casted. They're never dark skin casted as they should. You know, we know the whole story of Cleopatra, you know, things but, of that nature. But in this movie, that wasn't the case. It's not like they're white. They tried to whitewash black um like um black Latinos. They just didn't. They just didn't represent us at all. Right. Because I, but say, us, because I say us because I say us because people don't know that you know. I guess we represent. We're, we're Afro Latino. You know, we, we have, have Afro Latino background. But that's what right. I'm saying. It's like you would look at us regularly and say, "Oh, you're Afro Latino." You know, they would look at right. us or me and you and say, "Oh, we're Panamanian." So we're Afro-Latinos. They would right. think that we were too black. Right. But the point is, looking at the films, that uh, the film, you couldn't tell uh, by looking at an Afro-Latino and knowing that, oh, they're African or they're Afro-Latino. So they didn't really pay much attention to that. And that's part of the problem. It's like you're erasing that part of history. You know, when we but we had it, we talked about this in an earlier episode. Uh, what about, about but but do you think that we lead we add to that in a sense where we don't necessarily um boost the fact that we are Latino as well? Because I don't necessarily feel like I went through my life, um, you know, harping on the fact that I'm Latin as well. So, like, is it like I mean, that's a catch 22, right? Like, shouldn't we be more, more proud of our Latin? heritage as well of course we i think acknowledgement is a big key to it you know mm -hmm. acknowledging it i have i grew up with a lot of friends who were afro latino who grew up with their african-american side and their latino side so they acknowledge both 
not necessarily at the same time, but when the time called for it. And that's how I started acknowledging it because I started acknowledging it when I was, you know, when I acknowledged my Panamanian side, when I was around Panamanians, when I was around Latinos, and I also acknowledge my African-American side when I'm around them. So just, I think knowing that you're that type of, that, that, that's where you come from, that's your stock. That right. should be good for society. If so, you ignorance is the problem, not so ignorance. So you're, so you say the backlash is merited, basically. The backlash to the, to the movie is merited in the sense that he misrepresented um, Afro Latinos, and he, I mean, it's I mean we're here, like you know, and I mean like you know, it, it's a big part, it's a big part of, of of the Latin culture as well, you know. So Absolutely. I I get it, man. You know what I mean? But that's like I said, that's current, you know, current events. That's what's going on in the news today. A few things going on in the news this past week, you know what I mean? Besides the sports and the, and the banter. Um, but let's go into the big news for the weekend besides Father's Day, and that's the history of Juneteenth. So you were speaking about July 4th, right? Yes, July 4th, 1776. That right. was the American Independence Day when they gained independence from the British war after the revolution, uh, from the Britons after the Revolutionary War. There was a big piece of that that was missing, you know, and you talk about the Declaration of Independence, that they didn't mention African Americans at all. We were considered three fifths of a human being. We were right. property, we were cattle, we were livestock. We weren't human beings. Right. So I can't sit here and consider that Independence Day to me because right. we weren't free. But through life, we looked at it and said, I know when I was growing up, oh, it's Independence Day. Everybody was free. Everybody was free. But as I got older and started doing more research, they said, wait a minute. We didn't. Uh, we, weren't, uh, we weren't technically free until the 1800s, late 1800s. Right. So right. how could we claim independence for a day where we were acknowledged as free? We were still enslaved. Right. Well, I was born and raised, you know, like I said, as an Israelite. And we didn't, we didn't celebrate um, secular holidays or what they would call pagan holidays in the first place. But um, the glitz and the glamour always got to the kids like myself. And, the, you know, it was like, oh, wow, you know, they shoot no firecrackers. And, yes. you know, it's always just so exciting or what have you. And you just get caught up in the excitement of it all, you know. Um, but as I got older and, you know, people be celebrating it, I'll go to a barbecue, you know, you know, play it off. Be like, oh, I'm just having some barbecue food. You know, anybody going to sit there and say that I'm celebrating July 4th? I don't, you know, I know what it is. I, I just wasn't out, you know, because I was raised to know that we weren't free that time. We weren't free at that time. We were in the barns, still slaves, while while all the, you know, the Star Spangled Banner going on. You know what I'm saying? While all the light, the, the rockets red glare. We was in the we was in the barns. We was in we was in the fields. You know what I mean? As slaves still. So. Um. Yeah, it, it definitely is about the barbecue on the Fourth of July, for for real, for for black folk. You know what I mean? But um, the fact that we were able to switch it over, you know what I mean? Um, is was key, right? So now we got July Fourth, eighteen twenty-six. Talk to me, Joe. What's that? Sorry, what's the actual about that? date. The actual date is July Fourth, eighteen fifty-two. Okay. Eighteen fifty-two. And that was a speech that Frederick Douglass made in Rochester, New York. Okay. What, what to the slave is the 4th of July? He uh, addressed it. He addressed it to citizens in his hometown. And it was the 76th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Frederick okay. Douglass, I guess, I guess the president of the United States was also there as well. It was something along the times of him acknowledging that the 4th of July did it mean anything to the slaves because they still weren't free. And I believe this is the first time in our history where it was acknowledged. He's, Frederick Douglass made a statement, um, the distance between this platform and the slave plantation from which I escaped is considerable. And the right. difficulties to be overcome in getting from the latter to the former are by no means slight. That I am here today is to me a matter of astonishment and as well as gratitude. You will not be surprised in what I have to say. 
you know, and and from that point, he goes on to talk about the 4th of July being the birthday of the national independence and political freedom. Mm-hmm. He said now at 76 years old, that that was, that's how long Independence Day was, that, you know, what is Independence Day to a slave? It doesn't mean much. There's no merit there because we weren't free. We weren't, we were still enslaved. So that was like the first public address, I believe, in American history to where it was acknowledged. So that why, that's why that day was important. July, uh, sorry, July 4th, 1852. And okay. then you go into, uh, 1863, you go into July. The Emancipation Proclamation. That was the beginning of the end of slavery. You know, like most things, it take a while to get fully free. But that was the start. That was like the bill being passed. Finally. And and that goes into, that ties into the time of Juneteenth because every, every, like all we've been looking for all these years is just one bill after another. And it seems to be slow trying. You understand what I'm saying? We'll, you know, it'll be some hundred years, then we get one bill. Then it'll be some hundred years, we get another bill passed. Yeah. And it'll be some, you know what I mean? So we still, we still, we still behind the eight ball, even today in 2021. You know what I mean? So now my my thought on the Emancipation Proclamation, it was a bill passed based off of um, business. You know what I mean? Based off of money, based off of politics. You know what I mean? And based off of logic. You understand what I'm saying? One side was lo- more logical than the other, which was the side of Abraham Lincoln. Whereas he was thinking like a real businessman, like, listen, if we turn around, free these people and give them jobs to do the same thing that they were going to be doing anyway. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because that's where the money, that's where money started being. You know what I mean? The money came in, the money came into play and all that other stuff. So, yeah. I hear you. We don't. We don't. One of the one of the one of the people said if we don't respect the bills, you know, was was the point of passing them. Um, you gotta pass them because you gotta you gotta free the people regardless, regardless to if anybody chooses to follow the the right path in life, they're free to be themselves. You know what I mean? That's one thing. You know what I mean? We got to understand. You know what I mean? So there's no excuse. To getting all of these things that we need, you know what I mean? Because I've seen people talk about, you know, if we want the white people to stop killing us, we need to stop killing us. Listen, one thing at a time, you know what I mean? Let's get them who hate us off our back, and then we'll figure out why we hate ourselves. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Here's the, here's the, I love it. Here's the interesting part to that, though. From January 1st, 1863 to June 19th, 1865, two and a half years it took for the federal government to get to the deep crevices of Texas to make to... Bro, to, the South wasn't the, hearing it, bro. The South wasn't free. hearing it. They weren't hearing it. Y'all that's may be free. That's the journey of Juneteenth. What people don't know is that the reason why Juneteenth is because those were the last of the last of the ones that actually became free. They found out. They when found they out that after, after the official yeah. end of the slavery, <laughs> yo, two and a half years, bro. It took that news to get down south, and you know why? Because they didn't want that news to get down south. Like That's I right. said, the South wanted our 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 physical being to be everything to to make them rich. And the North figured out that it was more to us than right. just our physical being. And if you get us on, if you get, listen, look what happened to our history. If you get us on your side, you're going to do well for yourself because that's all we've done. And that's all we've done through our history is, is, make is, life is, is, is make life better. And that's one thing we have to embrace as a, as a people is that we are the good time people. You understand what I'm saying? We are, we, we yo, listen, we are the cream of the crop. Listen, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's nothing else to say towards it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that we're being boastful or anything like that because it's more on a spiritual realm. It's more on a, it's more on a different path. It's not, it's not trying to be greedy. It's not trying to be capitalist or nothing like that. What we trying to do, we just trying to listen, be heard. You know what I mean? Be, be a person, be human beings. You know what I mean? Walk this earth with this, with, with, with equal opportunities that the next man have that has a different color. You know what I mean? So that's why Juneteenth is important because it's a start of something that where we start to get to understand that at least they start to hear or understand what they've done. You know what I mean? You look at 89 years of the uncertainty about independence. 
89 <laughs> years from July 4th, 1776 to June 19th, 1865. That's a long time to be debating if people are free or not. Almost a whole century has passed. But you got to understand. But you got to understand what they thought of us in the first place. They thought of us as animals and livestock, anyway. You know what I mean? So, if you think about it, to go from their animals and livestock to their actual people, it's going to take some time because you have to become real with yourself. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I'm an evil person to even think that of a person. You know what I mean? To think that of another human being, I must be some. You know. And a lot of people ain't willing to admit that of themselves that they are evil or they are bad people or they you know they could do better for themselves or they could do a little bit better so the the uncertainty listen i'm not i'm not surprised because to me it's a longer time of uncertainty because i'm still not sure about our independence to this day right i mean physically there may be a difference but mentally a lot of us no. are still in place no i mean yeah, and bro. then and here's the kicker to that so okay, so we're ga- we gained our official independence for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. So here's what our American government did to uh, to compensate for our independence. They gave slave owners reparations for the loss of their property after slavery ended. So wow. it's like you can't you can't look this up. This is American no, history no. in a nutshell. Bro, that's the reason why I'm a fan of of history. Like, I'm a fan of history because you can't make that up. Like, you really, you really enslaved a bunch of people and whipped them like animals. And, and 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 your country let them go and say, you know what? I, you know what? I know, I know it's hard times. Here goes some. We're gonna piece you off. Yes. For your loss. <laughs> As if it was a tragedy. You know, they, they they gave them an insurance policy on our behalf because we weren't willing to be slaves anymore. So you can give slave owners reparations for Juneteenth, but you can't give us reparations for what we went through during slavery. That doesn't Listen, sound. I, I, I think the aliens have be having a field day for with us, man. The aliens be looking down at us, be like, Yo, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what's going on with them folk down there, but listen, yeah. I don't want whole parts of it because listen, I, I listen. The human race can probably destroy any other race, man, because we are we are abusive of ourselves, man. Literally, the aliens, the, the aliens haven't come yet because we're doing it to ourselves. They're like, oh, we don't yeah. need to go down to Earth. They're, they're they're killing themselves off. We got they're good. They got this. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? When they get here, it'll be empty anyway. Yeah. We've come to take over your... Uh, nobody's here. Uh, oh, well, get back in the ship. Get back in the ship. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're going to destroy it all anyway, right? We're going to implode, man. That's the sad part, man. Um, uh, the state of Juneteenth in the future. Hold on, hold on. What are we saying? We say, someone said someone said something here. Black on black crime identity crisis can be found in the spiritual history, which is the basis of the Earth history. Hmm. Okay, it's found in the spiritual. I I can see that, but at the same time, if everybody's not in the spiritual, they won't understand the violence. They won't understand that violence begets violence. You know, I always talk about the crab in a barrel mentality. I always talk about systemic oppression. All of these things matter. They make sense, but people are not willing to acknowledge that because if you're not, if you don't acknowledge that the system is failing them. You'll, you won't see anything wrong with the issue or the problem. So, right. yes, these things make a deal, but it's, it's a bigger issue. It's not just the violence. It's not just the, 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 the identity crisis. These things were passed on to us. We didn't come up with these crisis issues. There were things that were put in our mind that were commercialized for us to think that we were better than our own person, our own self. Right. So yes, that is an issue. Identity crisis is an issue. Um, black on black violence is an issue, but it's up to us to f- be stronger than that. Right. It's like, so, you know, it's up to us to be yeah. stronger than what's being put in our minds. Right. Because I'm reading it, it says, black identity crisis can be found in spiritual history, which is the base of the earth history. Right. That is the basis of earth history because in the spiritual realm, that's what we all, that's what we all feel that we are you know, um, guided by our spiritual, 
You understand what I'm saying? If you don't understand what that means, go look it up. We don't have time for that one right now. But um, um, which is the basis of Earth history? Yes, because the first man, the first woman, the first being on this Earth had to have a spirit. So yes, all of that is spiritual history. Everything that we're actually doing is in the spirit. Is spiritual history. Like right now, what we're doing within this show, communicating with you, is from our spirit to you. You understand what I'm saying? And um. The black on black crime, the identity crisis. Although, yes, it is here in our spiritual, in our, in, 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 in our, in our space, but it's dictated by a system that goes against the natural order of things. You understand what I'm we're saying? Not, we're not born hating ourselves. Exactly. This system teaches us to hate one another. This system teaches us to be separate from one another. Put a class system, put a race system. They they plug, all of those have a, his, a start date. Race race has a start date. Yep. Class has a start date. Meaning start. When, 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 the, when the earth was founded, we didn't look at color as nothing besides anything besides someone who's a different shade of who I am. You understand what I'm saying? But what happened, the powers that be made it a thing to where so that we can separate even more. That's the reason why we got 50 50 in every in every election. There's never an election where it's like, all right, 75% going to go. No, nah, it's going to always be 50 50 because that's what the Romans created. You know what I mean? The Romans created that, 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 that system to where, you know what, as long as we get them divided, and then we push one up a little bit or push the other one up a little bit. They get their agendas across all the time. So the black on black crime, the identity crisis is all things that's that's plugged into our system, man. We're, we're, we're not born with that. We're not born with these identity crises because they can really teach us from early from youth who we are. They don't do it. You know what I mean? Black on black crime. The circumstances that we are under more times, listen, it, listen. It's about survival a lot of times, and then it become about greed because it's a society about greed, about it's capitalism. Like capitalism, capitalism exactly. Yeah, I love your I love your statement, sis. I mean, appreciate you. I know we went on a Making little tangent. Thing. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I love it. Miss J Smith, <laughs> I, or, 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 I don't know if it's a miss. I'm sorry, J Smith. You know, Miss or Mister J Smith. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Now we have what's the state of Juneteenth for the future. How will mm -hmm. it impact? Will it impact how injustices towards African Americans are handled? Do you see this as being another Fourth of July? Like, will we really get to the meat and the potatoes of it? Maybe not in our lifetime. Maybe not in our generation. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that it's not in our lifetime. I'm, I'm never going to say that again because who knows? You know what I mean? There are stars today that's plugged away at life and. You know, felt to quit. You understand? Know I'm saying I got an Alicia Keys story before. Remember, she was about to quit. She was on her couch about to quit one month before she blew up. You understand? Know I'm saying literally one month before she blew up. You know what I mean? So, no, I won't say it won't be in our lifetime. I say that we need to work hard to make it our lifetime. You know what I mean? To make it happen now. You understand? Know I'm saying because the time is now. So, the, the state of Juneteenth in the future for me is um, more so. Um, it's good. We that's it's a good thing. It's a good sign. It's a good as symbolism. Of course, it is, man. I mean, you know, people saying they throwing us little token things or what have you. You know what I mean? But listen, it's a start. Yeah, you know I mean, you know what I mean, it's a start. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, when it comes down to it, I think we're in good hands because we have shows like this. We have other shows because there's a lot of shows on the Evening Rush Network that actually speaks to a lot of different topics, a lot of controversial topics as well. I've, I've tuned into a few of them. You know what I mean? So, um, will it impact how injustice towards African Americans are handled? I think it already did. You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of things that's happened already did because, I mean, we in the streets now and, you know, I see young men smoking like they, you know, just chilling, hanging out, smoking, and police don't even bother them no more. So there's certain things that is happening. I don't know, maybe it's the politics behind it all, but yeah, you know what I mean? But what do you say? I mean, like, because I didn't hear you say uh, what you think about it for the future. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, this is a great, like I said earlier, this is a great start, but you can't keep feeding us crumbs or giving us pats on the back, you mm -hmm. know? What's going to what's gonna go from here? 
that's my personal process. You know, where, where are we going to go from here? Yes, this is, a, this is a beautiful first step because acknowledgement is always the first step, right? Yeah, Understanding right. that you have a problem. Uh, this is America saying, okay, we've had a problem in the closet for a long time and we've opened the door. We're letting it out. So Correct. it's coming out now. So what right. happens now? Do you forget about it or do you actually move forth and make change with it? That's the next step. So I'm, I'm looking towards the future. You know, that's but what, well, you know, so do you think it will impact how injustices towards African Americans are handled? I hope it will. And I reason why I say that you, is because so you don't see nothing. You don't see, not, I see not, some, I see a little I see a few changes. So you don't see anything in your in your day to day. I'm not optimistic about it because of okay. the way it's being handled. It's taking a little too long. For current right, administration, the Asian bill got passed pretty quick. Right, it's taking too long. Like they're they're not having any real conferences about it. They're not having any real discussions. That's why it's taking too long to come to the table about it. Because if this was a really big important issue, this would have been taken care of within the first month. <laughs> it's been three, four months already, and nothing, nothing has come forth of it. This is the first thing that's happened. Maybe this needed to happen in order for the next step. So you're speaking, okay, of, you're speaking about Biden getting in. You're speaking about Biden getting in the three, four months. I am. Oh, okay. Okay, let's be I clear. Because I'm, I'm like, it's been it's been centuries we ain't getting nothing. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand what you mean by three, four months. Like, no, three, four months. But, like, bro, it's been a long time. Exactly. This is, I guess, this is... This is supposed to be the time. I hear what you're saying. Yes, this, this is supposed to be the time. We got, right Kamala, now. We, got, we got Kamala in there. This is yes. supposed to be, you know... Eh, I mean, Joe been doing... Eh, 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 I mean, Sean, eh, he... I can't say he was doing, he's doing the thing because there's so many things that need to be expedited. Meaning, like, as soon as, like, as soon as he got in the door... It was also been like twenty things he did for black folk because we've been we've been we've been, like we've been we've been dealt the bad hand for so long we've been we've been abused for so long mentally physically all emotionally all these different things that soon as, if you telling me that this is the time this is the change black folk listen matter of fact he said on what height ninety seven was that you ain't black if you don't vote for me uh, well we voted for you yeah well we voted for you. And you know what I mean? Like doing his thing for us, like what? Like, mm, I, listen, reparation should have been one of the first things. Listen, hit money. You get money. You get money. He should have been Oprah out there today uh, when he first got in there. No, bro, bro, things be happening across seas and they ready to throw trillions of dollars at it. That's right. It, it, they were going to give billions of dollars to Israel during the whole Palestine, you know, the war. Like recently, and you still can't figure out no bread? You can't get a hundred dollars to everybody? Something like, what are you talking right. about? Right. What are you talking about? You ain't even give a token gesture towards towards our financial, towards our financial um, 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 stability. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Every Everybody done got reparations. The slave owners got, brother, right. the slave owners got reparations before we did. That's right. And they got it centuries ago. Oh, that's right. Mind you, mind you, mind you, what's funny is that these morphos made their lives based off of them reparations. Yes, that's back right. Then, back then, that big money, what, what that big money did? They started, they, they invested. They invested. They were able to get themselves on the feet. So now you got people that's generational money that happened from then. From them reparations then, that's living now and, and oppressing us now. Man, listen, June so that's, that's why I'm. That's why I'm not optimistic about what's going on. <laughs> we going by friends. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> that's why I'm not optimistic about what's happening because they, you know, they, they're taking too long in making decisions and making changes. But I mean, it's early in the game, so uh, let's see. This time, I think I have this time at this time next year. I'll be able to be grievance with everybody else like they'll see where i'm going with this but yeah, we got, um hold on we got one question that says if they gave us the money what's the process for proving you're from american slave ancestry and that's a good question there is none because we're such a we're such a, we're such a mixed breed now that mm -hmm. how can you really you know what i mean like I, I i don't think i'm getting any money 
be honest with you. Like, I, I, my father from Panama, my mom's from um, St. Thomas. I guess St. Thomas is supposed to be American land, but when was that? You know, like it's it's so complicated. So some people are gonna get money, some people ain't gonna get money, some people are gonna feel they gonna should get money. Like all those things are just so complicated. I don't care. I don't. I don't need the money. I, mean, I, I ain't gonna say I don't need it. Get sorry about that. Time out. I'm gonna say that I'm not pressed for it because if I don't, if I get it fine if i don't get it fine again you understand what i'm saying it's 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 not something that I, I i'm pressing for i just need them to start doing the gestures necessary by by doing right by us you know what i mean it's As not a- even about the money it's a more balanced system it's a it's a fair economy it's right. for us being able to live balanced but i was talking with a co-worker <laughs> of mine earlier in the week and she made a very valid point we're the infrastructure if you make the infrastructure balanced there's no need for a system because everybody would be level. You can't have a level playing field in society because there'll be no re- there'll be no social scale. There'll be no racial scale. None of these things will matter anymore. If you get rid right. of the infrastructure and make it balanced, there's no need for all these things. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, so the discussion is what's an appropriate form of reparations? Handed out money isn't it? Um, no. I, I, me personally, um, because money, because money is their tool of controlling people anyway. That's that, that that's their system. You know what I mean? That's where that's where we get caught up in is their system. While they control land and all the other resources that actually drives us in life. You know what I mean? Like gas, land, the gems, um, 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 the sky, whatever it is, air. It don't matter what it is, water. They control all of those elements, you know what I mean? All the while we sitting there chasing the paper that they you know, actually- what's, going you know what's going to happen if we get our money? Inflation. Everything's oh, going to become more oh, expensive. Oh, what they already did. Because <laughs> we came out this pandemic and all the prices went up. Why? Oh, because we have a shortage in everything. How you got a shortage of stuff that we ain't even buy? You should have That's a right. surplus. That's you right. should have a surplus, but no, you have a shortage in it all of a sudden. Right. Because they know the languages to how to inflate. They know inflation rate. They know the inflation rate um, language. So sit there and be like, listen, nah, you know, the gas, yeah, yeah they, 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 they hijacked it. They hijacked the gas. Hijacked the gas. Come on, man. If y'all don't stop. You know what I'm saying? We had to pay a ransom to get it back. Man. And then all of a sudden, people sitting there paying top dollar for gas. Right. They're getting their money back. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this country is right. always going to get their money back. I don't care what they give us. They're always going to get their money back. They're going to give us something, and all of a sudden, it's going to be a sale on something else. Every time. There's going to be a big sale on something else. They're going to give it away dirt cheap. But guess what? They get it for dirt cheap. You know what I mean? Right. But there's something that's in our, our topic of the day. Um, you said mental bondage analogy. Let's talk about that because that's what we've been speaking to, right? We've been speaking to mental bondage, and then we're going to shut. We're gonna close out in a few. Well, during our production meeting, we had a really good conversation about an analogy of a dog being tied to a chain, mm-hmm. and we looked at the and we looked at that analogy as the dog being somebody who's physically enslaved, being in a sense of pain or strife, right? Where the, the 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 person comes and unlocks the dog, gets them out of the chains. The dog becomes man's best friends, become extremely loyal. You look at that and fr- as a you look at that from a slave's mentality as well. Uh, we become loyal because we they broken our chains. We're able to move around freely. It's symbolism. So they're, gonna, they're gonna enable the system and we follow the system because of the fact that they freed us, not necessarily knowing that the system that they're putting in us is what's keeping us down. That right. system is make is, is keeping us loyal because to them. Because the only right. reason why you're able to let a dog off the leash is if it's what? If it's tamed. If it's a tame dog. Exactly. If, it's, if it's trained. It if it's and a trained that's what dog. they did. And they did the, you said you you hit it right on the head. It's the it same thing, bro. It's so, the like same training the slaves. That's how they trained the slaves. And using, you know, Christianity, using uh, ways to keep us there. That's how they have us trained. So mental enslavement is following the rules of what this, uh, how they kept us enslaved. And a lot right. of us are still in mental bondage. A lot of us like the doggy treats, like the stimulus checks and all that. Those are doggy treats. And That's Juneteenth. right. Those yep. the doggy treats. You know what I'm saying? To keep us, to keep us in line. To keep us, keep it. Good Call those Scooby snacks. The Scooby snacks. 
They keep giving us Scooby <laughs> snacks. Uh, yeah, bro, they give us Scooby snacks, man. And that's why I love this. That's why I love this show, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Listen, ain't nobody talking like this right now, man. Trust me, man. They want. They, you got them. You got them shows talking about all the old story, all the old war stories and whatnot. You know what I mean? We ain't gonna call no names out or whatever. But they talking about old, old war hip hop stories and whatnot. And, Nah, man. Listen, man. Get these people up here talking that stuff, man. You know what I mean? Not that, not that old off the wall stuff. Real, real stuff. You know what I mean? Because right. that's a great analogy, brother. And yes, we are like dogs off a chain, bro. We are, we are people that's like dogs off a chain. And what we have to become is people again. You know what I mean? And that's that's the that's that's where we that's what's missing us being human beings. You know what I mean? All right. But um, what we're gonna do before we close out? So we spoke on this earlier. We said black people, we are the flavor of the month. It's kudos to, to that. We ain't going to say, you know what I mean, much to it, but I'm glad that we're the flavor of the month, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's important that people start to understand who we are, what we are, what we bring to the table. And I guess, you know what I mean, Joe, you have anything else to say real quick? We need to be the flavor of the year. We need, nah, to we need to be the flavor of the century. We need to be going. We owe some time. We owe some time Absolutely. to be to be top dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I think um I think we're I think we're on the way there. Like Joe said, it might not be in our time. It might be in our time, but we just gotta put in the necessary work to make it our time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. To make it all our time. So with that, that was plugged with Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. I'm Molly the Voice. That's words by Joe. Peace. Peace.